the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I greet you on a Friday, beginning of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you here. In an age of misinformation and disinformation, we will provide plenty of both today. Because to the left, misinformation and disinformation is truth that conflicts with their worldview. No matter how irrefutable it is. That's a baby in the womb. A man is a man at birth. A man will always have male DNA. A female is a female at birth. She will always have female DNA, no matter what hormones, no matter what surgeries she undergoes. Facts are independent of your feelings, and that offends the left. Boy, does it ever. So we will discuss that today, try to provide you with greater context, depth, and clarity so that you can battle against the lies out there because if a house is built on lies, it is built on an unsturdy foundation. I want you to have a sturdy foundation under you, a factual foundation under you, a truth foundation under you, so that you can go through life clear-eyed and with purpose. Let's start with the latest effort by the newspapers in the state of Ohio to present only one side of the story, which is bad enough, but an inaccurate side of the story at that on House Bill 616, which is the Ohio General Assembly's attempt to play catch-up and emulate what the Florida state legislature has already done, which is enact a bill into law that would outlaw talking to kids in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade about gender identity and sexual orientation. Now, I don't know if you can remember back to when you were eight years old, But I was not ready for those conversations then, would not have understood those conversations then, wasn't sure I knew where babies came from. The whole concept of it was uncomfortable, a little creepy, beyond my comprehension. Are we in a different era now where kids have greater awareness in those matters? I think so. Should they have? Very debatable. Do all of them get it to the point where this should be something that is freely discussed in school? Absolutely not. If only because parents do not want it so. Parents send their kids to elementary school at those ages to get them to learn their letters, their numbers, their sounds, how to read, how to write, and how to do rudimentary math. That is what needs to be accomplished early in those grades so those kids can become a functioning member of society. The sexuality, gender stuff can wait till later. When is appropriate? Well, that's another debate, a completely different debate, but certainly not K, 1, 2, and 3. And the Dispatch knows this, and the Cincinnati Enquirer knows this. 
and the statewide network that shares reporting. It's called the USA Today Media Network. Fully knows this, but they have chosen to present only one side of the story. Have you seen any stories in the dispatch or on the news from proponents of House Bill 616 other than to make the people who are proponents of it look like idiots? And by the way, stop helping them make you look like an idiot by walking away from cameras? This is a bill you should be proud of, Gene Schmidt of Loveland. Anybody wants to talk to you about it, turn around, engage them. Now, here's the danger. When you do that on this bill, of course, your comments are going to be edited and misappropriated and misapplied. So I understand there's a danger, but you need to be able to speak to why this is a good bill. You walk away from the cameras, you look like you don't want to be identified with the bill that you co-sponsored. So stop doing that and start boldly and clearly articulating why this bill is a great bill and why it is necessary to become a law, but, oh, the newspapers of the state of Ohio hate it. You think they're in business to present both sides of the story? Have you seen any stories from proponents of the bill? They could call me. I'm kind of a public figure. I can articulate why I think it's great. I have kids. I think I'd be a relevant news source. Call me up, Daryl Rowland. Call me up, Anna Staver. Call me up, Maddie Mitchell. 844-TALK-989. Aaron will take your number. I'll call you back right after the show. I can put you in touch with 50 parents from 10 different districts who will laud this bill and why it's necessary. That would be giving a balanced view, wouldn't it? No, you don't want that. You want only one side of the story. So we see three stories the other day, all anti, all slanted. How do I know they were slanted? I only had to read the headline. Thanks for saving me. Some research time, because every headline referred to the bill as the don't say gay bill, which is a lie. You know it's a lie, and you print the lie. Then you get called out on it by me and a bunch of other people, and so you change the headlines. But are you deterred? No, of course not. You're a leftist. You never hold a victory party. You're always pushing your woke, stupid agenda, illogical, indefensible agenda, if only on journalistic grounds. Remember Remember, hey, 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 Maddie Mitchell, hey, Anna Staver, hey, Haley B. Miller, hey, Daryl Rowland, hey, Enquirer, hey, Dispatch. Remember way back Journalism 101, remember that word, that eight-letter word starts with F? Fairness. Remember that? Remember that word, fairness? Remember that's why you got into this business, to present both sides and let the people decide? Remember that? Yeah, you probably have so much leftist nonsense in your head. It's crowded that word clear out because you certainly don't personify it on your pages or on your home pages. Today, a new face enters the woke fray. Madeline Mitchell, Cincinnati Enquirer. Dispatch has no money because nobody's buying their rag of a newspaper, so they have to print stuff from the Cincinnati Enquirer. Quoting... High school kids who are LGBTQ. What does a law that restricts conversations on these topics in kindergarten grades 1, 2, and 3 have to do with kids in high school? Nothing. It's irrelevant. But wait. But wait. Maddie Mitchell's going to lie to you in print and make you think it has some relevance to these kids. Because she refers to House Bill 616 
as one that would restrict conversations in, oh, look at that, K through 12 schools, K through 12, really, K through 12. Maddie, have you read the bill? Have you read news accounts of the bill? Have you talked to, I mean, you're in Cincinnati, Gene Schmidt from Loveland, right there close to you. Shouldn't be a problem for you to reach out to her. I bet she'd call you back. Or one of her underlings in her office would call you back. Ask the question, hey, is this applicable to K-12 through schools? Oh, why, no, it is not. It's applicable to K-3 through third grade. But truth is an inconvenient albatross around the neck of Maddie Mitchell, the Columbus Dispatch, the Cincinnati Enquirer, and everybody who draws a paycheck from those two papers in the news departments and opinion departments and editorial departments aside from sports. I know the sports guys. They're some of them honest brokers. Some of them are woke idiots, but some of them are honest brokers. But this is such intentional, purposeful, willful lying. And I know it's become stylish to do that in newspapers. They long since ceased to become fair arbiters of factual information to let you decide it. It's really the key reason why they are miserably failing. There are a lot of other economic reasons, of course. But when you lose your center, when you eradicate your own foundation, fairness, accuracy, truth, nonpartisanship, when you obliterate those yourself, well, then you have no one to blame but your for your demise but yourself. So to those of you who would say, well, you talk about this issue a lot, this uh, transgender issue and the LGBTQ movement, and I do talk about it a lot because, look, I did sports radio for a long time, and always I wondered, is my work making a difference? Is it important? Entertaining? Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that argument. That's that's the one that I accepted over the years. It has use. I'm not trying to criticize guys who do it or women who do it. I'm just saying I got to a point where, as a father with daughters growing up, seeing how things were progressing in schools, seeing how things were progressing in the culture, a very anti-God approach in the culture, I felt like maybe I had the gifts and the ability to talk about those things in a way that would make a difference. Awaken people, enlighten people, inspire people. I hope so. So why I talk about the LGBTQ stuff is not because I'm anti Anyone who is in that lifestyle, it's because I think that lifestyle is, I mean, at the at the greatest level, is defiant of the way God tells a person to live for their own good, and B, because I think it's very damaging to people trapped in that culture in this life, in this life. I was thinking about today. I never get up and say, hi, I'm Bruce Hooley. I'm a white heterosexual. Like, I never do that. I never consider doing it. You listen to Don Lemon. As a black gay man, as a black gay man, like everything he talks about is race and gender because he craves acceptance of being gay. Why does he crave it? I don't crave acceptance of being heterosexual. Neither do you. Why? Because it's who you are. It's a, it's a, it's a factor of who you are, but it's not at your essence who you are. 
and other people's approval of it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter to you. Why would it be relevant? It's not relevant to how you see yourself, so why would it be relevant to how others see you? But it is it is <laughs> inarguably relevant to people who are in that lifestyle because they not only they don't feel inside the complete peace that you feel, and so they have to have you confirm that what they're doing is okay. That it's okay with you, that it's good for them, they crave that approval. Well, that's why I talk about it a lot, because it damages the person trapped in it. I, as I've said, view them as a victim of human trafficking, because a lot of times they are baited into it, lured into it, and as the substack I talked about a couple weeks ago with the young girl who was searching for community, searching for affirmation, searching for acceptance, thought she found it in the transgender community, took testosterone, realized that this is doing something to me that is not good for me, is not intended for me, is not at all healthy for me, and then chose to leave the lifestyle. And all the people who were like, oh, yeah, we love you. You're doing the right thing. You're awesome. When she was transitioning, now became vitriolic, venomous against her. Well, if they really have what's her best interest at heart, if they're really super happy about her being her quote-unquote authentic self, why would they not be happy for her being her authentic self if she realized that her true authentic self was being heterosexual? Why would that bother them so much? Because it shines a spotlight on their own inner guilt on their own inner guilt. And I want people to have the contentment that I have. And so this is why I talk about it a lot, and because it's also a threat to other kids. It's a threat to young kids coming up, because how many kids are awkward in their teens and don't know quite what to make of the things their bodies are going through and the feelings that they're having for the first time and their voice changing and all that, and that's when they're vulnerable. And that is why. And people like Kaleidoscope Youth Center and Sintero and these other evil organizations want to indoctrinate these kids and draw them in to their own miserable existence. And if it were only people on the local level doing it, that would be one thing. But when it is our federal government, cabinet members, and our president, well, that's another. And that's why I talk about it, because we have to fight against it. Here's the education secretary, Miguel Cardona. Tell me if this objection to the parents' rights and education bill in Florida and a similar bill, House Bill 616 in Ohio, tell me if this doesn't sound a lot like the Fed's objection to CRT. What it's doing is creating division, creating creating a problem where one didn't exist. Um, There's I've been in education for for two decades. Teachers are not teaching young children information the way it's being uh, exaggerated. Miggy, Miggy, my man, call me. I can give you the phone number of a teacher who I talked to the other night for a half an hour brokenhearted about kids in her classes at a suburban high school who changed their pronouns, she said, sometimes every day, who changed whether they're identifying as a boy or a girl every day. Not uncommon. It is a problem, Miggy. So on CRT, it was like, why do you why do you right-wingers care about this? It's not being taught. 
Don't you dare try to ban it. Well, if it's not being taught. Are, are we teaching that the earth is flat? If I introduced a bill that no teacher could teach that the earth is flat, would the left wing part of America unite in uh, angry protest against that bill? I don't think so. Because they would say, well, it's not being taught, so let him have his stupid bill. So if it's not being taught, why is it a big deal to ban it? Hmm, because you know it is being taught. You want it to be taught. You would like it to be taught broadly in every topic. And that is why it really bothers you. So your CRT defense, it's not, you don't even know what CRT is. No, we do know what CRT is because here's what the people who founded CRT say it is. Oh, well, uh, okay, well, uh, maybe you know what it is, but it's not being taught. No, it is being taught, and we're going to stop it from being taught. Well, you're a racist. So it's always an objective. No, here's Jen Psaki, which, by the way, by the way, I got I to gotta shout out somebody on Twitter. I forget who this is. I got I to find this. Uh, Rhino Swamp is Deep suggests the name for Jen Psaki's show on MSNBC, because she's going to take Rachel Maddow's spot. He suggests that her show be called Psychobabble with Saki. Could that be any better named than it is? Psychobabble with Saki. That's fantastic. Fantastic. I don't have time to play all five lies Jen Saki tells about transgenderism right here. But uh, let's just start with uh, probably lie number one. Item for you before we get to your questions. Uh, across the country... As we've talked about a bit in here, Republican elected officials are engaging in a disturbing, cynical trend of attacking vulnerable transgender kids for purely partisan political reasons. There's lie number one. We're not attacking the kids. We're attacking the teaching of transgenderism to the kids. Today in Alabama, instead of focusing on critical kitchen table issues like the economy, COVID, or addressing the country's mental health crisis, Republican lawmakers are currently debating legislation that, among many things, would target trans use with tactics that threatens to put pediatricians in prison if they provide medically necessary life-saving health care for the kids they serve. Good! They should, because it's child abuse. And let me just tell you, psychobabble was sacky. There is no more kitchen table issue to parents in America who love their kids and want to protect them than you and your ilk coming after them trying to twist their minds. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 